When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah! One nil USA over Iran at half. Um, Christian Pulisic. Why do I have such a hard That's time good. saying that? That's name? good. Emily, one more time, please. Pulisic. Pulisic. He had a goal. Uh, he did leave the game briefly. He got hit in the spot where men do not ever really hope to yep. have a lot of contact. Um, and he came back in, and he's ready to go. And we have a one-goal lead with um, 45-ish minutes left to go in the game. Halftime, USA's got to win to move on. Yep. Which, by the way, that's that's I, pretty damn exciting. Once it, you get to that, when you get to that, when you get out of this stage and now it's, hey, you win or you're out, and now there are OTs, the two 15 minutes and then the penalty, that's pretty damn exciting for soccer. It is the knockout round for all mm-hmm. intents and purposes for them, right? They have to win the game. Now, it won't go to PKs and all that stuff, but I mean... I, you know my feelings on soccer. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm kind of, but I can't take my eyes off. It's pretty exciting to watch. When I thought we had the second one, I yeah. nearly strangled myself with my cord again. When you knew the schedule coming out in September, uh huh, and USA schedule and the time they were playing, perfect. That Iran match will fall right into our show. Did you think for a second there, maybe? Just maybe. No, not happening. I, I, I watch it every year, but it's just, you know, this this is exciting. I'm not going to lie. I'm enjoying this a great deal. All right. Um, want to get back to the Lakers here in just a little bit. They okay. had a bad night for a variety of different reasons. Losing the game is probably the least problematic thing that we saw last night. We'll slicker back to that in, in just a couple of minutes. But SC did the thing that I think we, at least I thought, I won't speak for you, Al, but okay. I thought that getting Lincoln Riley back was the first step in recreating the SC brand in college football. That you'll be the best team in the Pac-12. You will compete nationally on a recruiting level. You will be dominant in the portal. And you will be back mixing it up with Ohio State and Oklahoma and Alabama and Georgia and those guys eventually. That it's happened as quickly as it did is a surprise to me. I thought it would take two or three years to get there. Not that it's happened, but it's happened this fast. The pace with which it has happened. Is it a Lincoln-Riley story? Is it a Caleb Williams story, or is it impossible to separate the two? Because the reason Caleb Williams is here, in my opinion, it's because he wanted to come with Lincoln. Sure. If Lincoln, if they hire, let's just pick a guy. I'm trying to think. Uh, good, say you get Jim Harbaugh. Okay, okay, you get you, you whatever you move heaven and earth to get. I know that that wouldn't happen, but you get Jim Harbaugh, very big name, a lot of success, et cetera, et cetera. You get him in. Caleb Williams isn't coming. He's coming because he knew Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley get. Kyler Murray, the Heisman Trophy. He got Baker Mayfield, the Same Heisman Same offense Trophy. in Oklahoma. I don't have to learn a new offense. Jalen Hurts was real close to getting a Heisman Trophy. Yep. Caleb Williams is going to win one. Caleb Williams is going to go be a great pro. He's had a great career. Mm-hmm. This feels like a Lincoln-Riley thing to me as much as anything else. So I, I think first thing that you said was you thought it was going to take a second. I think for me the biggest surprise was, and I'll get into what you just mentioned, the biggest surprise was, okay, I see the school, the university, they're all in. Yep. They're all in. They went after Lincoln Wright. For the first time in a while. First time in a while. And for whatever those reasons were, and I know we've kind of talked about that in the past, but um, that was step one is, hey, we're all in. You know those conversations with Lincoln Riley is whatever 
you need to get here. We're going to make it happen. This isn't a similar comp, but can I give you an example? Do you remember when the Clippers were trying to get Kawhi Leonard? And it was, okay, you want Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi is telling you, go get Paul George. Right. And I don't care what it costs. If you want me, you got to go get Paul George. I need somebody that I'm going to play with. Yep. And it cost him, I think there was a conversation one time. I thought it was, I think it was six picks total, something like that. And and Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's awesome. And Shea Gilgis <laughs> Alexander, who's awesome. That's right. a good way to put it, right? But I, and I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was six picks. So I remember that the conversation that the front office was having with Bomber, and Bomber's like, we're giving up six picks for Paul George. And he said, no, you're giving up six picks for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. That's how you're going to get him. I think that's fair. So I only reason why I bring that up is because. I think USC did understand and realize Lincoln Riley's got the, he's got arguably the best college football player with him. Maybe he's not a Heisman Trophy winner, right? But damn, he's already got a dude. He's got somebody that's already there, and I think there is this. They are linked together. I don't think if you're if you're Caleb Williams and you're you know kind of just thinking about what's life at Oklahoma. After Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley's the one. I mean, Look at Oklahoma. You're watching it, yeah. right? You're seeing it right now. <laughs> but if the argument is, well, which one is more valuable today? I always, I really do believe this. I know players are, um, some players can change your program like that. Players can change your organization like that. Half of the NBA, you're probably going to see guys just teams tanking for Victor Wembenyama. There's this, there's kind of that strategy. Harder but you get the right football. coach. Yeah. You get the right coach. I mean, things are going to fall into play if you get the right coach. It's probably not going to happen this fast. But I think if you, if, I think if if Caleb Williams didn't come and it was Lincoln Riley that just came and he's just working with what he's got, give it a couple of years. Oh, he he's gonna he's gonna make that thing up. What what sped up the whole process is Lincoln Riley, Jordan Addison, yep. Travis Dye, yep. right? Like you're able to go get. These unbelievable players right out the gate, part of it is because of that transfer portal. You you look at it, too, that maybe we're underestimating this a little bit because it still feels like you, you got to give these guys some time. And, and I think it's fair that before, when you hired a college football coach, the, the unwritten rule was, we're going to give you five years. We're yeah. going to basically get all of the other guys' guys out of here. And Chip you get Kelly. to build all of your five guys mm-hmm. five years. Now, that's a little different because of the portal. That has been accelerated. But when you look, at, and there are some examples that it doesn't work, but look at what Sean McVay did with the Rams. That was not a good team, and he just rolled in, and they were good immediately. So that's the, that's the example. Would right. you rather have a really good player, that's what or I mean. would you rather have the coach? Because what, what I think McVay, I don't think McVay, I know McVay did, and what I think Lincoln Riley is doing is they're not just, okay, this guy, you, you run this route, we're going to call this play. That's part of it. They change culture. Sean McVay walked in there and the culture changed like that. It was just a different vibe around that team. The vibe with Jeff Fisher was stale and boring, and we got no chance. And McVay showed up, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we got a chance. Mm-hmm. We got a young guy, tons of energy. He's flying around. He's a lunatic in the in the best way. He's doing all those sorts of things. You look at Lincoln Riley, he comes in the program, was stale, it was predictable. It was just going nowhere. They were kind a bunch of, a of joke. nice guys. It was a joke. Yeah. And, and Clay Helton was a lousy coach. Nice man, lousy coach. And Riley comes in and says, 
you're not good enough, you're not good enough, you're not good enough. We're going to get different players. <laughs> we're going to come in here and get a whole bunch of different guys and change the culture right away. Not to, hey, we're going to just you know kind of keep this thing going, and we used to be good a million years ago, to, no, let's go kick some people's asses. <laughs> and they have. And then he went out and got Caleb Williams, and he gets Jordan Addison and Die and all these guys that you're talking about. It's the culture as much as anything. A player can make you a better team. I don't know if they can change the culture. The coach changes the culture, and I think that's the difference for Lincoln Riley, that it just feels different and sustainable. Sustainable in a different way that Pete Carroll did it because a bunch of the guys on this SC team that didn't play, they're going to leave. Yeah, And a bunch of guys that didn't play other places, they're going to leave their schools. Guys are going back and forth the whole time. But if you got to split this pie up, I'm giving 70% of it to Lincoln Riley. So let me throw this your way. We A couple weeks ago, you and I were talking before the UCLA game. We said we don't think, at I least did. I said this. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't think they were going to go 3 and 0. UCLA, Notre Dame, and the Pac 12 championship. I thought there was going to be an L there. Yeah. Okay? Me too. By the way, still could be. So <laughs> let, let, me, let me play this out for you. Think about how much we're hyping up USC right now. Think about how much college football, you said this, that brand, they want them there. Well, of course they do. They want them there. Of course they do. It's it's one of the few brands that's around. And, you know, just use professional sports. You don't think they want the Yankees in the playoffs. They want the you Yankees. You don't think they want the, the Knicks Lakers. and the Lakers. <laughs> and of course, of course they, they want them in the playoffs. They yeah. do, right? SC is one of those brands, and there aren't too many of them in college football. They're one of them. What if, Trev? We have not talked about this. There's just an assumption. That the USC Trojans are going to make it to the college football playoff. There's an assumption that they're going to beat Utah. And if you said right now, hey, pick a squad, I'm picking USC. I think USC is going to beat Utah. I do too. I think that one-point loss that they have, 43-42, the two-point conversion they go for, I really truly believe that SC will beat Utah. But if Utah beats USC, and they've already done it before, think about what we've just spent you know, the last couple of weeks hyping up and talking about, and then we'll continue to hype it up up until we get into Friday. Mm -hmm. What a freaking disappointment. Like, what does it mean if they actually lost that game? And now, not only are you not in the college football championship, you're also not at the Rose Bowl. I know. It's a disaster. There's a lot it, riding on it, Friday. It, it's huge. And by like you said, SC is a three-point favorite, so that's pick them. Yeah, that's right. that's it, not that's not a that's not an eight point favorite. Kyle Whittingham, the head coach of Utah, is a really good coach. Mm -hmm. They won this conference last year. He's in the mix year after year after year. This is not new for him. He's done this over and over and over again. He'll be fine. His team will be good. They'll be prepared. They won't turn it over a bunch. They won't have a bunch of dumb penalties. They'll be fine. They're going to yeah. give SC a game. I, I'm with you. I think SC wins, but they might not. And what you said. Okay, we're not in the we're not in the final four. Boo. We're, wait, we're not in the Rose Bowl. Wait, we're going to the Holiday Bowl, really? And the emotional letdown from that will be massive. I agree. In the moment, Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman Trophy. Mm -hmm. That'll kind of pull it back up a little bit. And then by the time you get to the middle of January, February, by the time you get to spring practice in March and April and all this stuff, the memories of how close you got will be a little bit faded, and it will be hey, we're a really good team. We're getting ready to go do it all over again. And it was year one. And while we got close, nobody really thought we were going to be there. I'm not saying it's not devastating. If they lose Friday night, Friday night and Saturday morning are going to be dreadful. It means you lost two games this year to Utah. Two games to Utah, and it kept you out of everything. Kept you out of everything. It, literally I, everything. I, I, I actually think, 
I don't think you're wrong with, hey, the world's not going to end. It's their first year. It's just going to take some time. But I do think it's a brutal, brutal loss because what you just described, the way it's supposed to be, is at least at this point, again, three weeks ago, you and I weren't saying this. We weren't saying they're going to run the table here. But three weeks ago, things have lined up for them. LSU lost. Bama has two losses. Ohio State loses to Michigan. Big. I mean, there's things that, that... we couldn't have predicted a few weeks ago that now as the sea has parted, it would be devastating if they lose on Friday because you know what the conversation should be? Everything you're talking about, spring and all that stuff, the conversation now at this point should be they made it to the college football championship. Now how do you win the whole thing? Let's not say that. Let's say you get beat up by Georgia, mm. right? Georgia beats you and it's 41 to 17, whatever the score is, right? doesn't matter what the score is. That conversation you're having in spring is, okay, that motivation. Caleb Williams has come back. It's We're going for the whole oh, yeah. thing. You know, that, oh, yeah. doesn't that kind of change the entire oh, yeah. conversation? That's why I think Friday is so big. It, it absolutely does. And, and it's <laughs> this is not a perfect comparison, but I like it. When I entered the eliminator pool and there were a couple hundred people in it, I'm not going to win this thing, but it'll be fun to do around. We're down to three. Now I'm going to be pissed if I don't get the money. You're going to be talking about it for 17 years. <laughs> well, it's going to be one of those I never expected like to win SC the money. fans. But when you get close to it, it's yeah. like, well, now I actually have a chance to win some money. Right? Now I now I just got to make a real decision. And by the way, all three of us had the Miami Dolphins last week. So had they – and they did win. They smashed uh, Houston. They, you guys, but there's one they, guy that keeps rolling. Even it. if they lost, yeah. we all would have rolled it forward. Can I give you one more example? It's when I said, I'm not going to play the big jackpot. This is so stupid. And then somebody won an Altadino. <laughs> it should have gone. You should go buy a ticket <laughs> now. I'm not sure invest. it'll hit twice in the same spot. I'm sure that's going to happen. Uh, Lakers lose a game last night, and they got bigger problems than Dodgers one or bad night. We'll get to that. Time's dude. a Rams game coming up. On <laughs> got a long time. There's not much to talk about there. We'll do Lakers next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You guys ready for me to lay some more soccer knowledge on you? Al? <laughs> yes, sure, please. Thank you, Emily. Thank you for participating in the program. Hey, I'm grateful. Um, is it good or bad news that the Team USA goalie looks like Cody Bellinger? I feel like that's not a good sign. He's got the Bellinger face. He's got the beard. Belly's good at defense. They, yeah, we, yes. Thank you, Taylor. He's a brick wall back there. Why are we in Qatar? <laughs> is it over? How many guys do they have? What What does agent say? There's... 19 teams that were interested. Yeah. yeah. 
Dodgers apparently still in on that as well. Mm-hmm. Here's a quick tweet. This is from Tim in the OC. The smartest thing SC did was to hire outside of, quote, the family. Lincoln Riley was one of the hottest coaches. Mike Bone was willing to go out of the family and hire someone that has no affiliation with USC. Amen yeah. to that. Mm-hmm. That Look, if th- think about this is so stupid. So I'm going to go way back. When John McKay had this thing cranked up in the 60s and 70s, right? John Robinson was one of his assistants. They gave it to John Robinson, and it continued to be very, very successful. Well, since then, the only two people that have had success at SC are guys that came from outside the family. They mm-hmm. keep trying, well, he went here. He coached under this guy or that guy. And then finally they Is got- he going to win or no? Well, they got stuck with Pete Carroll, right? They offered mm-hmm. the job to 12 different people before Pete Carroll finally said yes to How it. How about that? And Pete Carroll was awesome. He had no connection to USC. Yeah. And then they give it to Sark and Kiffin and then Ed, Coach O and, and all these other guys had these little stops. And they finally went, okay, who's good at this? That guy? All right, what's it going to take? Multiple Malibu houses? Jets? You know, sure. We'll buy your house in Norman. We'll buy your house in Norman, whatever That's it takes. That's the least of the... Uh... Right. The small six right it, it just it, and Alabama and they're, and they're, did the same thing and they are one of the few universities that can say whatever it takes yeah who else you know there are not many that can do the whatever it takes and I get it some connections are you know I'll use as an example um Michigan okay you can get you can get a connection with your coach and if it makes sense great great but it doesn't have to be that way Jim Harbaugh made sense because he was a Michigan man he also took the 49ers to the Super Bowl he also took yep. Stanford to the top yep. of college football. you know where he started his USD USD yeah there was like a, just randomly I'm in San Diego there do you know USD's 11 and 0 I'm like no I don't why would I know that <laughs> And then there he just goes, does whatever he does. How about this for a random Jim Harbaugh at USD story? Okay. Um, when he was the coach there, I was working for Jim, and Jim Harbaugh, I get a call one day from, I don't know if it was the SID or an assistant coach or something. It's like, hey, Jim wants to come on to the smack off with you guys. I'm like, Whoa. Jim who? It's like Jim Harbaugh, our coach. I'm like, Jim Harbaugh's the coach at like the, and at Harbaugh, I think it just been the the quarterback at uh, the Chargers, right? He was it, towards the end of his career. Okay. I don't know if it was the last stop, but mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And you know, especially because this was before Stanford, so we didn't know how chippy Jim Harbaugh was. Sure, that you yeah. just knew he was kind of a fiery player. He came on and did the smack off as the head coach at USD, and he was dreadful. No, <laughs> just, I thought he was ju- good. No, he was terrible at it. And it's so even better. That fast forward a couple of years where he's running his mouth at Pete Carroll. I'm like, where was this guy? Like, why did why, why did this version of Jim Harbaugh? Was that show USC? Up was that all Catholic school? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. So there's your also, uh, Jim Harbaugh USD story. Speaking of San Diego, Slee, that video of your spread for Thanksgiving looks great. But I'm also transfixed on this mashed potatoes that you had there. They looked great. So fluffy. Mashed I saw potatoes the, weren't bad. Ugh, where did you put that? Great. It's so I, I sent you. I just sent you a, just a now? video. Probably five minutes ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just got. I couldn't find my phone during Thanksgiving. But I had my girl's phone. She said, put it in your pocket. And then I took video of all the food spread, right? The Thanksgiving spread. And then by the time... And she just sent it to me. Oh, okay. So I took it on... I took I is. took the food... I took the video of the food on Thanksgiving, and she just sent it to me now. You, like, you, well, you, thank you. you. You keep talking for a few... Is, are, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. feed a million whoa. people. Yeah, is that lasagna? What, what am I looking at? What do you want me to do with it? it? You want me to put green bean casserole with that? Is that... I know that... I know that don't... Look at me like I'm an idiot. I know huh. this isn't what I'm about to ask okay. what this is, but mm-hmm. what is the thing that looks like fried green tomatoes? 
Um, so that's just the top layer of it, okay? That right here. Oh, no, that's not tomatoes. No, yeah, I know it's, it's called, not. It's what, called, what is uh, that? It's called potato chop, and it's potato, and on and it's this is fried. What's green in there? Um, parsley. Oh, okay. And on the inside, there's parsley and ground beef and onions. Yeah, it's amazing. That's how- <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. I, I feel like you really let me down. No, no, no. I got to be no, honest. I feel no, like you no, really let me no. down on all these wonderful this things is- that you know I would like. Okay, but this is what you should do. <laughs> how many times do you go down to San Diego? You go see your daughter. Occasionally, yeah. Tell me when you go. All right. We'll go to Elko. We don't need to go. We will go to the Mecca of the Middle Eastern food down in <laughs> San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> We'll go right. to El Cajon and we'll eat some good Melissa Yeah, there's food. a lot of stuff. The guy's got a lot of food, by the way. Like, that is a lot of food. That's so funny. So, my mom. God bless my mom. By That's- the way, can I just point something out real quick? That it took Al wanting to avoid talking about the Lakers for us to finally get a video from him. <laughs> like, he's showing you what, photos I, 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 of childhood. <laughs> <laughs> just look at my yearbook. Hey, hey guys, I, I got. here's a video from Thanksgiving. Send it to the group. No, this was actually one of the few that I wanted to go at the Lakers. Um, so my mom, you know, she's trying to like figure it's out really good, on huh? Thanksgiving. There's the dining room table and then there's kind of like you know, the, the kitchen island, you can call it, right? Mm-hmm. So she's like, I'm going to put all the food there. And I'm telling her, I'm like, I don't think this is a good spot to put it here. We have 50 plus people. There is no, you need like an enter and exit. Like you need two different, you can't enter and then you have to go back the other way to exit. You need exit. traffic flow. You need a traffic flow. Yeah. It was the 405 <laughs> on the 405 Wednesday. 101 <laughs> interchange at 530. <laughs> At my parents' house. It was the 405, 110, every freeway you could think of that collides and whatever it was. People didn't know where to go, and they got to go on that side. It was pretty funny. It looks really, really good. Good job. Um, I'm going to need a more specific description of that thing I asked you about because I didn't hear one single ingredient that I didn't like. By the way, you actually don't. If you don't want to go to Elkhorn, you don't have to. Go to Glendale. Glendale's got a lot of similar food. I want to know what's in that. Call your mother and tell her that I insist on knowing the recipe. I'd like to make that. It's uh, something I'd like to do. Lakers not only blew a big lead last night, 17 points. What would you say, nine and a half minutes to go? Nine and a half, 17, up 17. Even, I think, five minutes, they're still up 11, somewhere around there. Look, it's the NBA. The other team has pros. Occasionally, you're going to blow a big lead, but that was extreme. It's a bad one. It's a very bad one. But it's not just that they blew the big lead to me out. It's why they blew a big lead. It's how they blew a big lead. The why is they did the park the bus. We'll just hope that the clock runs out, which is a terrible way to do it. There's a shot clock in the NBA. Exactly. You can only do that to a point. Mm -hmm. But the other part was Anthony Davis only had two shots in the fourth quarter. He has to insist on more than that. And LeBron James had a dreadful night and kept jacking up bad shots and mm-hmm. kept dribbling, dribbling, dribbling until there were four iso or five. Iso ball. ball all over the place. There wasn't, and, and Darvin Ham didn't do anything to stop it from happening. It was a player failure. It was a coaching failure. It was a strategic failure. Mm-hmm. Just across the board, a bad night. Yeah, and I, I, I go back to this, and it's funny, when you bring up the Anthony Davis, I, I got to, if I have to pick and choose here, right? You know how this is just natural in sports. You want to point the finger somewhere. Oh, it's his fault. Oh, it's yeah. that person's fault. And when you bring up AD and you say he only took two shots, I naturally 
I want to accept what you're saying when you're saying, come on, Al, it's Anthony Davis. Why is a dude only taking two shots? I have actually have a bigger issue last night. Again, this specific game, how is Braun taking 22 shots and AD is taking 15? Yeah. How is Braun taking most of it, those shots that we're talking? He took 10 threes yesterday. Uh, game before against on Saturday, I want to say he took 12 threes. Now he hit seven of them, but the averages are going to average out. You're not going to go seven for 12, and three of 10 is probably what you're going to shoot in a, in most games that you end up taking 10 threes. Mm-hmm. So as much as I want to look at Anthony Davis, and it's, wow. Iran just missed scoring a goal right there. That would be the, if this were a baseball game, we'd go to the umpire box to see how close that missed the strike zone by. That looked like it just grazed the outside of the uh, goal post. Let's look at this angle. Oof, that was really close. Anyway, back to the Lakers. You look at, you look at, the AD portion of it, and I get it, I understand it, but I, I guess I want something to happen that maybe is not realistic. I want LeBron James to say to himself, AD's the best player on this team. Mm-hmm. That's the baddest man right now in the NBA over these last couple of weeks. That's the best player in the NBA. It is not good for our squad if I take twenty-two, if I take seven more shots than Anthony Davis. Am I crazy that I want to... I want to think that LeBron James, who's never had to deal with this in his career, where he's in his 20th season and probably for the first time in his career, is he's not the best player on the Lakers. No, so I, I would like to see LeBron make that transition. It's like you almost want to see it happen overnight. If we're assigning blame, I think you can give a little bit to everybody, and the main the guys that we're talking about. But you're you're going back to vacuum, Alan Sliwa, where in a vacuum, that's what you described should happen. Yeah. But the reason LeBron James is LeBron James is because he has belief in himself beyond the normal that you have in you. What did you say? Since he was 15, he's been... Since the time he's been a junior in high school, he's been the best basketball player in the world or damn near it. Mm -hmm. He has not walked into a gym from the time that he's probably been, what, 10? Where he wasn't the best player in the gym. Mm -hmm. There might be one or two that were nearly as good as him or maybe equal to, but nobody's been better. So for all of a sudden, one night go, you know what? AD's better... Guys, it doesn't work like that. It's going to take a long time for that to go on. That's why Anthony Davis needs to be the one. And I'm not saying that it's exclusively AD's fault, but Anthony Davis needs to be the one like, dude, you can't you can't make a shot tonight. I, I haven't missed in two weeks. How about we run it through me tonight? Shaq would have done that. It doesn't he mean doesn't that. He doesn't have the pull of Shaq, though. I mean, he, he kind of owes LeBron his success in a way. So you're, you're how, how's not, he supposed to be? You're not wrong, Taylor, but this is the part of being a great player. This is the part of taking your game to the next level. Taking your pre- You're right. He is, by nature, a understated an understated quiet soft-spoken guy and it's braun and and it's lebron so this makes it doubly difficult but he grew up watching this guy i mean how is he supposed to come in and say hey because he's better to well, Slee's point because i'm because lebron I'm, needs to know that you got to recognize that if you have that basketball iq it's 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 not a basketball iq thing it's a psychological thing he's been this guy for his DNA entire thing. life yes yep. it's not and if you just said you took the names off it and had LeBron watch the game. LeBron, would go, why does that guy keep shooting? Mm-hmm. He would, he'd recognize it instantly. But when you're in his own head, it's going to take a little time. AD's not going to be the guy that is like Shaq. I'm with you. But that's the way that you get out of this quicker. Whether it's AD, whether it's Patrick Beverly, yell, Patrick Beverly will yell at him. 
Somebody else saying, hey, Pat Bev hasn't done anything you, this season. You I don't need, know how, how you, loud his voice is. It might not be loud, but if mm-hmm. somebody says it, now yeah. everybody else is going, did, did he really say that? Mm-hmm. If Darvin Ham says something, and he, you're not going to World War III right away, sure. but it's one of those, hey, listen, if Darvin Ham in that post-game conference last night says, look, I made a couple of mistakes along the way. We didn't shoot the ball well, but the biggest mistake we made was not giving Anthony Davis the ball more. Mm-hmm. It's a message. Okay. It's a message. You're not wrong. But Taylor, I'm going to hit on something that you said. If I'd have told you two years ago, let's say after the Lakers won the NBA championship, AD was not injured for those two years where he played basically half the games. And I told you that Anthony Davis, yeah, how many times have we said this? AD is going to eventually take the baton from LeBron James. But this isn't new chatter. Right. We've been saying that. He's waiting for someone to hand it to him. I guarantee you. That's a great way to put it. By He's the way. waiting for somebody. That's a great way to Kobe put it. Kobe wanted to rip it out of Shaq's hands when after he was the prom. nineteen. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's like, okay, Brandy, we're done with the date. Okay, uh, I'm the best player on the bleeping bleeping team. You're right. What are y'all doing and here? And it was and it was Phil Jackson that was basically like, please, <laughs> Dude, take it easy. <laughs> we will get there. It's just not there yet. But if I'd have told you two years ago, because I think this had to have been the plan of the front office when they traded for AD. AD, you're going to come try to win a championship with LeBron. At Do you think some they point, knew he was passive like this? At, well, I think at, at some point, the idea and the concept was, AD, you're going to take over the team, right? You just said something I think that actually is the best way to put it. He's waiting for somebody to hand him the baton. And certain dudes that the Giannis, the the Embiid's, the, so and I'm just using big all, men, all right? All of them. KD, Steph Curry, Give me the damn baton. And by the way, when I take not it, I'm not giving it. it back. I'm not asking for it. I'm taking it. You can try to hold on to it. I'm going to rip it out of your hands. I don't care. And and that's You might not have that confidence that he's going to do that, but it's going to take that. It's going to take that. They're going to need there's going to need to be a catalyst. It's going to have to be sometime some point that Anthony Davis and whether it's somebody helping him or it's LeBron just realizing if we're going to win these games, everything's got to run through you. It has to if, be something if like that. If everybody's waiting for that LeBron to wake up, AD to become a different guy, for coach Dar- for Darvin Ham to get involved. If everybody's just waiting, then nothing's going to happen. But it's not a secret, right? Like that was it's always the game plan. Day. Mm-hmm. It's plain as day. It's right there in front of you. And last night was a perfect example of it. Somebody needs to take control of it and say, this is what we're doing. This is what doesn't work. we got to get the ball to AD more. If it's not AD, it's got to be the coach. If it's not the coach, it's got to be somebody that's not LeBron James because he's not going to do that. It's not how he's wired. Turkey chili tomorrow. Sounds good. Robert in Santa Barbara, stay where you are. We'll get to those coming up in just a little bit. Plus, the Dodgers have a lot of money, Slee. Are they going to actually spend it? That's coming up next. Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I got to look at Twitter more often now because I could see things like this from Mars Bars who writes, Trav, Slee, you guys have the best show on the radio. Keep up the good work. This is what social media should be for. <laughs> more of that. Just telling us how awesome we are. 100% we're top five here. 100%. Uh, Then there's this one. Francis writes, during his drive home, Trav redoes the show as if he doesn't have a (laughs) co-host. 
You know, I just I want I like your I, voice. I got some other things that I want to get out. I, you know, we we try to make sure that we each have enough time to share our thoughts. And I've got 50% Emily and more Taylor to get actually. You conference them in, and you guys do another hour. Yeah, good. I just I just I just hit play on my phone and do some music in and out. And uh, okay, I want you guys go. in the background, but nobody talk. <laughs> I want you guys just, just listen to me. I roll down my windows so the people in the cars next to me in the traffic jam can hear me along the way. Uh, USA 1, Iran 0, nil, excuse yeah. me, nil, uh, in the 75th minute. So we're getting into that 20-minute range or so before the game might end, yep. depending on how much uh, extra time they put on the clock, which is always Look at him go down right here. Man, yeah, I'm that. done. I'm done. What a flop. Yeah, Wait, I'm with Taylor. Flop, the ball obviously came after him. <laughs> He's out three. To, I'd be out three to six months. He, he fell lightly on the grass. It's it's a big spill. All right, during this holiday season, <laughs> no ESPN LA landing on top of him and Subaru are partnering with the Folds of Honor Foundation for our inaugural Long Drive-a-Thon event. Proceeds raised will provide scholarships to families of Americans uh, fallen or disabled military and first responders. Events taking place on Friday, December 9th at Black Gold Golf Club in Yorba Linda. If you'd like to participate and purchase a green fee, just go to blackgoldgolf.com. That's blackgoldgolf.com. Love, it's what makes Subaru Subaru. Okay, I know you're not a huge believer in the sports gods necessarily out, but I'm looking at my Twitter feed right now, okay. and a lot of people are already talking about who the U.S. is going to get in the knockout round. Does that not feel like you're tempting fate? <laughs> oh, no, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't do that. I'm looking like they got to advance, but they'll get Netherlands Group A winner against USA Group B. Stop! I had a let the game be. Let the game end. A lot of time left. I a ton a, of time I left. I had a friend text me. There's a little group chat, and they're all into. They're all in on this World Cup. Plus ten minutes of extra time. Um, right. But you had this. He said literally what you just said. They get Netherlands next round, and they're beatable. I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah, that's good. Iran probably thinks so because <laughs> if they USA win, is also beatable. Yeah, I was gonna say this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know that I tend to skew more towards the um, what is it, the orthodox of the believe, sports gods. I can't believe after this past season you are still a believer. Oh, they're vengeful. They're mean of the baseball they, gods. They, 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 all of them. They're not just baseball. There's every sport. The Astros. Yeah, it's bad. Won the World Series. It'll be. I'll, I'll be better off if Justin Verlander comes around. And don't ask me why I'm okay with that because I, I got don't a have a good explanation. I got a question for you. Let's say Verlander signs with the Dodgers. Mm -hmm. I don't like that he did a Zoom meeting. By the way, that feels like you're less invested. That was very interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I guess I didn't get those details. Verlander's meeting with the Dodgers. What? He's taking a phone call. Verlander is pressing accept <laughs> on Zoom. He's just pressing a link. What's up? I can also meet with the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I could call into the ticket sales yeah. and say I had a meeting <laughs> also with the Dodgers. Um, here's my question to you. So last year I remember when Freddie Freeman had not signed yet with the Dodgers. Yeah. And you and I sat back and we said, uh, and actually I, I respected this conversation from you because you are as big of a Dodger fan as anybody that I know. And we asked the question. Is this good for baseball? Mm -hmm. Come on. Freddie Freeman, you're going to add Freddie Freeman to that lineup already? The answer is yes, they were going to add Freddie Freeman. And Justin Verlander, <laughs> who let's just use him hypothetically. I know he's older. He's still one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. Sure. Say the Dodgers add him. And let's say he's Justin Verlander. I'm going to go back to that question that we had last year. Is this really good? Is it good? And can I play it two ways? Because one way we can make the argument and say, of course this is not good. 
The Dodgers had a 20-game lead in the division. It made... It was because of people. It's because of that team. The way it was put together is when you would tell me, "Al, I got nothing. I'm going to watch every Dodger game, but this these don't do anything. There's no hype to the games. There's no conversation no about it." However, it's still the Dodgers are a perfect example. Does not guarantee you anything in baseball because they got one over all this success that they've had, and yes, 60 game season, all that other stuff. So I think the answer to the question is. It's bad for baseball if you are not the Cubs, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Braves, the Phillies, the Angels, the Giants. They, you know, there's probably 12 or 14 teams that are actually kind of in it. If you're one of the other 16 or 18 teams that's not, it's terrible for you. If you're the Oakland A's and you see that, it's like, what, what are we even doing here? Why even play? R- right, right. If you're the, the I don't know. The Reds. The, the Reds. It's like, what? How, what am I supposed to do? I can't. Be, we can't beat them over the course of a season. What it doesn't do is guarantee anybody a chance to win a World Series. It just doesn't. We've seen it over and over and over again. The team with the best roster does not win the World Series very often. Occasionally, you can make an argument that the Astros had one of the best rosters. So they got it done. Good for them. It can guarantee you to be in the mix. It guarantees you a seat at the table, and that's it. That's Mm -hmm. all it does. Because the Padres, by the way, I'm not pretending anything on the Dodgers losing the Padres was a disaster mm-hmm. Padres are a pretty good team but so the Padres have a seat at the table I'd be really surprised if the Padres weren't in the postseason again next year really surprised they're really good yeah, I agree with you they've got really good players they've got a manager that knows what he's doing they've got a front office that's aggressive in acquiring players so it's bad if, if Verlander just ping-pongs between the the Astros and the Dodgers and the Yankees or Garrett and Cole the, Mets. the the second Garrett Cole is off of the grid in Pittsburgh which is where he got drafted and pitched really well that's Houston it's the it's the Yankees and Scherzer goes to the Mets it's if there's just if we have an eight-team league, it's bad for baseball, but it doesn't mean anybody's winning the World Series. Yeah, I, I, I sit here, you know, if I just use, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use the Padres as an example, but the Padres would typically be a good example. They just happen to go through a little stretch where they're actually spending some money they and they spend look competitive, a lot of money, right? But that's not and a lot of capital. But too. That's not typical of the San Diego Padres. But if I'm another team, if I'm the Rockies or if I'm the D-backs. Let's say you're a fan of the Twins. You know, I'm just use. I mean, are you really can can you be that excited about your your upcoming schedule and the team and everything else? I'm going to give the NBA a little bit credit in this. The NFL deserves a lot of credit because the NFL every year I have no idea turn who's going to half win. of it. Turn over half of it. Yeah, I think that's part of what makes that sport so exciting. And if I give the NBA something. You can get a Ja Morant in Memphis. You can get a Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. You can get that can happen, and you could actually convince these guys because there is a salary cap. You can max pay them the way somebody else can pay them. So one part of baseball that's like, damn, that it feels like they're behind on that. You got to hit it when you got them young. You got to get to the World Series when Garrett Cole before he can leave. That's your only chance. But, th- but think about how uncommon that is when Very. you say hit it when they're young. It's virtually impossible. It's very, very difficult. Very difficult. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. All right, I'm going to save that top line dump item for when he uh, arrives officially. So, Emily, don't erase that one. I want to get to that in just a minute. Uh, Top Gun Maverick will be re-released in theaters from December 2 through December 15. Will you go re-see Top Gun Maverick in the theaters, Lee? No. No? You've had enough? (laughs) I'm good. I saw it. It's not like Thanksgiving dinner for you? 
definitely not. Food and movies are completely different. Look, I watched before I went and saw Top Gun Maverick. The night before, we watched Top Gun again, mm-hmm. right? Hadn't seen it in years. Got a chance to see it. It was perfect. Then went inside. It was like a perfect little row there. Sure. I'm good. I got it in. Some people really liked it. Some people are still- I loved it. You take me as somebody. Are you going back? I've already seen it twice in a theater. I, okay. I can't even tell you. I'm not exaggerating when I say this. I think the last movie I probably saw more than once in the theater was Star Wars back in the 70s. Really. I had not seen, but it had been such a long time since I'd been in a movie theater yeah. because of the pandemic and everything else. And we just, I've told you, second drink always trumps going to the movies. Um I loved it, and it was it was a good movie that was really easy to watch. You it didn't make you feel anything other than really good. But I don't need to see it a third time in the theater. I bet you a lot of people do, though. I, I went last week. I saw it's completely different, but there's some similarities. Uh, have you guys heard of Devotion? No, I have. It's like it's the I recognize the people in it. Isn't the guy from Top Gun in it too? Oh, the the blonde-haired guy. Yeah, I thought yeah. he's in it, yeah. So, based on a true story, U.S. Navy fighter pilots during the Korean War. Um, very, very good movie. You saw it? Yes. Heavy, but very, very good movie. Look, based on a true story, so there's not, there's not anything you could really do with that. Yeah. But I, the only reason, when I was we were initially looking for movies, I mean, I saw the cover of it, and I'm like, Oh, yeah, I know, I know that. But in I my head, I'm name. like, are we going to go see Top Gun? Top Gun I, and, set with propeller planes. And, I, and I, didn't, I didn't really know the backstory to it as well. So we saw the trailer of it. I'm like, no, no, let's go see this. We went and saw it. Um, so I'm, I'm out the Top I'm Gun. I'm a wimp. I, I'm a real wimp when it comes to these things. When I go to the movies, yeah. I want to be entertained and I want, yeah. to made, I want to be made to feel good. Yep. I, I, and I, this is a character flaw in me. Very rarely do I want you to make me think or do I want you to make me feel sad or bummed out or... Mm-hmm contemplative or any of this i just want to go boom i i, I want to go out there and and either laugh or planes go boom yeah those are the two things i'm <laughs> looking for in a movie because there's enough sadness and real terrible things in the real world so i i actually i don't know it's not going to come as a complete shock i i'm i'm good with these i How like many these. people die in this movie <laughs> not that not that give me a good storyline give me that there's some purpose behind it. i'm good with that I, I, i'll tell you guys if you guys haven't seen really good movie happy birthday sorry speaking of yeah. that I'm going to go see a movie after this show. It's called Bones and All. Okay. And it's, it's speaking of dark, it's about a cannibal love story. So uh, we'll report back about whether- You don't, have, don't, don't feel like you have wait, to. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. With Tim DeChalamet? Wait. Never will you guys give me crap. Because I wouldn't go watch that. That scares the hell out of me. No, no, I don't need that. That sounds awful. It's supposed to be good. It may be. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it is awful. I'm saying it sounds awful. <laughs> and, and, and this is where my character flaws. I'll never find out. <laughs> I, when Oscars trash. Sure. Again, that's that's. I can't remember the last time I saw uh, a best picture in the Oscars either. All right, next one. Um, Emily, this one's for you too. Howie Mandel, happy 67th birthday to comedian, um, reality show judge, game show host. You always wanted to be on Deal or No Deal? Yes, I was obsessed with that show as a kid, and I really wanted to uh, do it now. I mean, it does... Is it still on? I can't do it now. I don't think it's still on anymore, but... Uh, yeah, no, I wanted to win some money. I thought I was really good at it. I thought I had the okay. strategy down. What, okay. What's let's, the strategy? I was, I was yeah. eight years old. Yeah. Okay, I was eight years old. So. <laughs> I was going to say, that's just, just pick guessing, a right? Yeah. <laughs> Take number 17. All <laughs> right, you want to keep it or no? No, no, don't go 17. <laughs> 
You had one that, like, I did. You were, uh, uh, you said you're eight years old. Yeah. So you're an eight year old girl. I'm looking at it going, I like, and it had nothing to do with the case. I'm like, number 17 looks pretty interesting. Give me number 17. Yeah, Megan Markle used to be well, one. If you're of those. trying to, if you're Was trying really? to, yeah. if you're trying to narrow it down by that, very difficult to narrow it down. No, it's like flavors of ice cream. They're all good, but I prefer that one to that one. Yeah. Right? I'll, I'll save mint chocolate chip for the this last. This idiot went with 17. <laughs> 17. What's the strategy? Wait, what was the strategy? Did you have? Sorry, what'd you say? What's Did you strategy? have a strategy? I don't remember now. I mean, it's just that you know, I I thought I had I could trust my gut, and I would always trust six. Six was my lucky lucky number, so I always trust six. I remember watching that show and thinking, what would make that game really compelling? Okay, is if the person competing, I knew how much money they make in a year, because if you make two hundred thousand and there's twenty thousand on the board, I, I, I'm, let's go, let's ride. Mm -hmm. If I make seventy thousand and there's twenty thousand on, on the board, board, I'm taking that money. And because now that guy's a real risk taker. Yep. That if you're wagering thirty percent of your income on a hunch, I like that. Trav guy. wanted like a little backstory where he shows that individual with his family. It shows their much debt credit card to debt income to ratio. <laughs> Trust that Are you upside score. down on your mortgage? <laughs> okay, now we're talking. <laughs> that guy's a maniac because he could have been There's out of his credit card There's a reason why he's sweating. Absolutely. Russell Wilson uh, turns 34 years Oh, happy years birthday, old Russell Wilson. Why do I have a feeling that his teammates are not going to be sending him a bunch of uh, confetti texts this morning? Please disagree. Russell Wilson is what all quarterbacks strive to be and what all individuals strive to be. And I wish him just an unbelievable birthday today. Say happy birthday to him. I'm happy he's having a birthday. I mean, I don't really know He'd the be man. happy he's having a birthday. Everyone is having a birthday. Yeah, but his is today. That's the extent of my emotional connection to Russell, a positive emotional connection to Russell Wilson. I don't really, I don't have to have that. I, I, I'm good if I never, ever interact with Russell Wilson in a meaningful way. <laughs> Although I do like that watching his teammates scream at him. That's fun. What, you know, I'm trying to think. Can you guys think of anybody whose teammates just all of a sudden felt like they had a green light to tell everyone else how much they – there are teammates that dislike each other. That's not uncommon. But the second Russell Wilson started – once he left Seattle and started to decline, it was like even Pete Carroll piled on. It was, it was open, really weird. Open sesame. Why did that happen? Um – they were holding it in. <laughs> is that what it was? That's a good that's explanation as any. Allowing them to win. When he was a winner, you can kind of deal with all the other stuff that comes alongside of it. But yeah. when you start losing and then you know he doesn't change his attitude, that's where it gets annoying. Vince Scully would have celebrated. Emily, did we decide it was his 95th birthday today? Yeah, he was born in uh, 27. Yeah, so Vince wow. Scully would have celebrated his 95th birthday today. Um, just, uh, you know, I, every time I watch... The Fernando Show. Every time I watch Dodgermentaries, every time I turn that on, it's just one of those, ah, oh, man. I just, I, and why not? In, in honor of his birthday. Fernando ready in the strike two pitch. Is hit back to the box, dribbling to second. Samuel on the bag, close to first double play. Fernando Valenzuela has pitched a no-hitter at 10-17 in the evening of June the 29th, 1990. If you have a sombrero, throw it to the sky. All right, happy 95th birthday to Vince Scully. Let's do a little oh. super crosstalk right now. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That so close.
God. Yeah, I mean, it was, woo, 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 woo. it was good. No Mace today. Andy Kamenetsky is in for Mace. John is here with us. And guys, we've all got our, our eyes on USA this Iran is, I, right now. This is the most nerve-wracking thing God. I think I... I awesome. Can you imagine if you had family members in this game? <laughs> no. It's like, I I can't watch my kid play high school baseball. I But can you imagine this? No. Can like, you imagine playing and you're representing your country and, and, and it's everything about to About five minutes left in extra time, USA up a goal. And and Iran just almost scored. Like yep. They missed by inches. And think about that. If they score, the whole country, like I just left, I, I was at the golf course this morning and I left and there are like 100 people in the bar watching this wow. game and none of them could tell you anybody that plays for <laughs> Team USA, but they're super into it. We are, Andy and I are the official Team USA post game show today. That's win right. Or, wow. Win or lose. What a AK. gift for these listeners having me here to break it all down. <laughs> you should have. You should have heard our play by play. I yeah. might have a nervous breakdown if they blow this. My insight so after far. last night's sleep, I, I can't take it. I the, mean, I've, I've, I, it uh, the Lakers completely wet the bed and blew a game last night. I can't have Team USA do it. By today. the way, by the way, John's call for the end of the game was the like I don't know how to describe it. Like the, the most depressing thing in the history of the world? No, you know what it was? <laughs> it was a home call that just everything just happened so quick and you couldn't describe it. It was every emotion of a Laker fan, but you have a microphone in front of you and you got to be professional about it. John, I, I'm, I'm hearing the call and I'm like, yeah, I feel exactly what you just said. <laughs> Literally exactly what you just said. I, uh, I was in shock that they lost. We probably have it somewhere back there, Emily. Um, here it is. <laughs> Good rebound loose. Halliburton's got it. Halliburton down the middle. Halliburton throws it outside. Nebhard for the win. Got it. Oh. Nebhard hit it at the buzzer, and the Lakers lose by one. What can I tell you about that Nebhard? <laughs> the, the got it. The got it was his like a knife just going yeah, through yeah. like uh, every Laker fan. Got it. Well, and, and I went back and looked. It left his fingertips at. Zero zero one. Yeah, like it, it was clear he got it off, but there was no. Well, ex- you could feel your energy building, building, yeah. building, and then got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are you supposed to? Uh-oh, Freaking did, got it. Who got the But card? there was just nothing. To get. It was a really fun night. Yeah. At, at crypto.com, that uh, this kid Jamie Murray from Downey hit yeah, this seventy five thousand dollar MGM big shot jackpot, and which we hadn't had somebody win since before COVID. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the building's buzzing. Some uh, military veteran, a woman, uh, they put the camera on her and she took off her prosthetic leg and yep. poured a drink in it and drank no out way. of her leg <laughs> and they made her fan of the game. That's so awesome. It was like super fun. And then just the whole air gets let out of the building. Yeah, it was, I mean, take your pick of what was the most depressing part. I, I want to make it clear that I'm not blaming either this woman, um, and thank you for her service, um, yeah. and also as well. Uh, the guy, his name, uh, Jamie, Jamie, Jamie Murray. Yeah. yeah, Jamie Murray. Jamie Murray. Who, who now is on NBA Today. I mean, like, <laughs> right, right. He, he came up and did an interview with because Michael and I. And- they should have been celebrating, and they were, you know, sort of emblematic of a night with a lot of celebrating, a lot of parting that ultimately turned into too much parting. Because <laughs> yeah. some of that parting was actually happening on the court. Like, Russell Westbrook was in full-on, are you not entertained mode? <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. Which, for a while, was working it great. Was, yeah, I, I was entertained. <laughs> so, I got so is the shot from half-court or from the other foul line? Half-court. Half-court, okay. Yeah. So, you, you got 
X amount of dollars line, seventy five grand, like yeah, well, Jamie it, Murray it one. It builds, right? It builds throughout the season. Right. So, so, like, if you do it, if you do it tomorrow night and you miss, they add to it. I okay. think they add five thousand. I think you're time. right. So yeah. you get selected out of the crowd, but you get the choice of the game. Do you want the half court shot? Do you want the hundred foot putt? Do you want the field throw, goal? The field goal. Like, what? Which event do you think you would have the best shot at? I think the field goal's easy. But what if it's like a, a distance, like forty yards? 40 I could do. 45 I start sweating a little, and 50 I don't think I could do. We One day we're screwing around, me and Mason and Dave Singer, and we, this is back when we were doing the show in Hollywood, and some guy had missed a 30-yarder with the game in line. I said, I haven't kicked in. Were you a kicker? No. I And, and I, I played soccer in high school, but I said, I haven't kicked in 20 years, and I could make a 30. Oh, oh no, 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 no. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Oh, and they're screaming for a handball now. This this is too nerve wracking. Do there they go no, back and review there is VAR now, handballs? Uh, not always. There's a minute left. There is a minute left. At least, and, and the USA. By the way, I don't like the decision they've made. They've completely gone into yeah. a defensive shell. They're not even trying on yeah. offense. And now, okay, so here's the complaint. Let's see what if something happens. First of all, he's offsides. Okay, no, he's not. No, he's not offsides. Oh, that's for sure. Kick, yep. Oh my goodness! That was what, what are they? What are they complaining about? I don't know. There's nothing. They to just wanted to complain because yeah, they didn't score. To about. Apparently, they. Oh, are, oh, I, I, I think they, they say number twenty in the U.S. pushed him from behind. Um, but fouls, you don't go back in VAR, correct? That's either called or not called. Well, they're looking at it, and uh, and I'm not sure what they're doing. Emily, do you know what they're doing? Uh, no, I can't hear what they're saying. It's just no, oh, he's I have saying no he grabbed him. Oh, oh no, oh. he barely had his hand on his shoulder. That's oh. a dive. That is a total dive. Well, he's diving for the ball. As someone who's watched right, soccer for almost on. 45 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> I feel qualified to diagnose that as All a right, dive. All right, so we're now in extra, extra time. Yeah, we're this, in the 99th minute. Basically, yeah. I think this is they're going to give him one more shot at it here. Well, that should end it right there, right? The ball's in the other end all of a sudden. No, no but no, they, you not, add not time. Yeah. Like you add minutes. Let's get another one. Let's get another one and, here. Uh, well, if U.S. scores, it, then it's over. Oh, drill might it. Drill it. Or softly tap it to the goalie. Yeah, th- this is so nerve-wracking. I don't know what. Th- and and by the way, so if Iran were to get a goal right here, oh, then it's over. Yeah, Team USA just out. flies yep. home. Oh you know, it's like that's how. And then the whole country is like, okay, I'm done with soccer. <laughs> it's it's yeah. a finish your story about kicking field goals. Okay, so then Singer said, I have a football in my trunk, and Hollywood High is a mile from here. <laughs> uh, is it over, M? I can't hear it. Yes, yeah, final. final. There you go. Oh, USA done. wins. Uh, it's done. One nothing. Escape. They're all. All the USA players are literally in the fetal position on the field. Wow. It's awesome. Wow. So, all right. So they play Saturday against the Netherlands. Netherlands. Yes. All right. So the singer goes. I got a football in my car. Let's go right now. <laughs> and I'll take a cell phone, and you can. I'll hold. You kick. Let's see if you did it. And I hit the post. Mm. <laughs> but I had... You I had the had, distance? I had the distance. Okay. No warm-up. I, I feel like that half-court... Not that it's easy, but if you gave me 30 shots at it, I feel like I'm going to get one. Like, I'm not making a field... I couldn't kick a 30-yard field goal to save my life. A putt... The well, it depends is, how long it is. If, say it's 40 feet. 
Yeah. You're not going to make more than just, one out of 100. Yeah, then it's just a luck. Although you, yeah. you made that 140-footer against me that one Can year. Can I tell you the, my favorite when, part when about Mor- that? When Morales quit, gave up on you. When he you. quit before yeah. I hit the putt? Yes, <laughs> I remember that. It was Tommy Lamb and I against <laughs> Travis and Morales, and we're in the 17th hole, and we're up one. Tommy okay. and I are up one. And uh, Trav has like a 40-foot putt that if he makes it, then it, then the match would be tied. But he's not going to make it. I'm in. I'm 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 in. You're in the hole. I'm in with like a four, and Travis is putting for a three, but it's like forty feet. And Morales starts congratulating me, and, and I yelled at him. And and Travis, <laughs> no, no. The best part, Travis goes, "Get away from me!" To his teammate, he said, "You're a quitter. Get away from me!" Blah blah. blah. Morales he, exited. He's like, I'm, yeah. "I'm getting out of here." And Travis rolls in this long winding putt to tie it. Oh my god! And then and then on eighteen, I had to make a putt. <laughs> To, that I, I thought for sure I was going to I blew it way past the hole and I had like a five footer coming back or else we'd lose and I made the five footer and we had we had, I think we went back and played we one did play overtime, one more hole we but we were backing again. up the whole we, course yeah, we, we were in everybody's way my favorite part about that though yeah. is I forget who was recording it on their phone somebody's got it on their phone yeah. somewhere no it's social at, had it as we, the putt is rolling towards the hole you start doing play by play right oh, so, I do that and, when I play with my friends that's so. what I mean but it's not like some I one think of I my, said <laughs> some line lines of you no, did not no no and then, yeah. yes it yeah. was a professional nba broadcaster <laughs> calling it it wasn't like one of your buddies screaming the f word a bunch of times <laughs> yeah as it dropped did you in. hit it, it and he perfect. said when when you did he say it, it was something like no, it was he, didn't. I, I no went, he didn't no you didn't i thought he was <laughs> no, gonna say i was gonna say got it no yeah. <laughs> like yesterday <laughs> no, it wasn't that. <laughs> he, he gave me a, more of a hometown call even though it went against you along the way all right um we talk about this every week as long as it's still going so it's still going all three of us in the eliminator pool had miami Okay. Miami won last week, so even if they'd lost, All right, it's so a little background happen. on this. Travis, I got Travis into this eliminator pool that I've been in for years, and uh, a couple of years ago, I think I got you in it. And Travis this year is the lone survivor, and there are two other people that have survived. Yep. And you have tried to to cut yep. a deal to chop, Since, right? So we've had four people. We, once you get to four, you can offer to split. The, yeah, the commissioner offers to split, but yeah. everybody who, needs to take it. Yeah, who is not agreeing? I don't know. It's all done anonymously. Okay. So we went from four, we got down to four people in six weeks. Right. Then one of the guys lost in week seven. Okay. And then the rest of us have been alive up until right now. So this will be week 13 going into next week. Nobody the, wants to, to split? At least one of the three of us does yeah, not. It I've sounds all, like there's I, one. So who do you have left? Like, so here are the three games. These are my best three options. Okay. None of them are good. Okay. Okay. And But that's, you're getting to the point where you're going to be up against that. Yes. Now, so are they, theoretically. Okay. Yeah. I could take the Chargers in Vegas against the Raiders. Wouldn't touch it. Okay. That's arguably the third best option yeah, I have. would not touch it. I could take the Seahawks against the Rams here in town. The Seahawks on the road against a Rams team probably playing a third-string quarterback. Like that one to the Raiders. I, I, like that I, just, I, I don't, don't just that. like that. I love it. Okay, I, yeah, good. It makes me that. feel better. That's the one that I have second on my list. Okay. The last one is not so much about the team I have to pick. It's who they're playing against. Okay. Okay. I have the Cleveland Browns with Deshaun Watson making his return in Houston against the Texans. Well, number one, all three of those are road teams, right? Exactly. Yep. So you don't have a home team that you can take. No, I, not not that I would want. My to. unwritten rule was never take a road team in the shaft. There are Sounds like literally no good options at home. What Based I, on those three choices, I I would take the Seahawks yeah, over the Rams. I would probably take the Seahawks as the most likely, unless you want to risk maybe getting too cute by half. 
and looking at the rest of the schedule moving forward for all three teams. John, you want to take this one? It's survive you, in advance, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I no, have I know to that, win. but I'm just saying you at this point, never look ahead. At this point, though, you might have a better option for Seattle moving forward. You definitely might not have a better option for Cleveland what, moving forward. The right. road, the Pandora's box you have opened is how more people get crushed in Survivor than anything else. You never, you it's have also to, how gamblers win road games. But no, that's how you you have to play the week in Survivor. You have to play the no, week no, I've in, been front in Survivor of you. pool. I know it works. Um, yeah, I have the Niners left. Like they're my best team. Left. Who are they playing? Miami. In Miami. In San Francisco. But Miami's lost. They haven't lost a game where the two have started and finished. It's a, it's they a haven't good, lost a it's game. It's a good game. It's Mike McDaniel going back to San yes. Francisco, and he knows every play in that playbook. Yep. And, and look, the Niners, I think, are a really good team. McCaffrey's made them even better, but they're they're playing think, against a very good team. I think you're taking the Seahawks. They, they're coming off of a so bad too. loss to the Raiders. They So they need to win. They're tied for the division, and the Rams stink. I think that so, again, you're picking against the opponent as much as anything yeah. else, right? And the Rams are, and the Rams and do the Houston know, Texans are the teams to pick. Do you against. know if anyone else still has the Seahawks? I don't know the answer to that. Okay, so the the air quote good teams. Yeah, I'm the last one that has the Niners left, and we all have Minnesota left. Nobody's taken Minnesota yet. Okay, so those are the the good teams. Who are they playing? Minnesota plays. I'd have to look. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, yeah, because they're a good team. Um, it. I, I think I I would feel pretty good about taking the Seahawks. Especially, I think. especially if there's no Aaron Donald. No Jets, Aaron Donald. Vikings. There may be no Aaron Jets, Donald, Vikings. no Cooper Cup, right. no uh, Matthew Stafford. In Minneapolis, Al? Yep. They play the Jets. It's not a bad one to take. Mike White lit it up. I, I, don't, I mean, if they put – can I get Zach Wilson? Given those, two ch- <laughs> given those two choices, I'd take the Seahawks. Did you guys – you were working. You probably didn't see it, John. Did you guys watch how Monday Night Football ended last night where Jeff Saturday's rampant inexperience was on display? Did he forget to call timeout or something? Three times. Yeah, you told you told the story this morning. I had seen, you know, we're watching the, the Lakers yeah. game, but And what's funny about that was I've seen Jeff Saturday on Get Up just harangue coaches for <laughs> clock mismanagement. Okay, so you tell me. Minute to go, the Colts are down a touchdown. They're driving. They're moving the ball. They get to a weird situation where it's like second and 17. Matt Ryan, who is the ghost of what he used to be, he takes off and picks up like 15 of the 17 yards. It's third and two, and there's about 40 seconds left. They have three three timeouts timeouts. left. Three timeouts left, and they just let everybody catch up to the play. They line up. They look around. So he wasted 20-plus seconds. And then they they run a play. They they run a play to Jonathan Taylor, who loses three yards. Run a play. Run a play. Emphasis on run a play. Yes, run a play. Now you call a timeout. They don't don't get it on fourth down. So they They go in timeouts Two timeouts left on the board at the end of the game. you've, You've stumbled into a pet peeve of mine. I never can understand why you would ever end a game with timeout, a close game with timeouts never. in your pocket. Darvin Ham did what's last What's the night? point? Right. I mean, I have no idea. Is there an explanation? Well, there, there's, you know, you said Darvin Ham. There's, there's a theory in the NBA where you could say, hey, I don't want the other team to set up. I already know what I'm going to do. The game is tied. Let's end the game right here. But in the NFL, if you have three and timeouts and the clock is ticking, and let me regroup for let me regroup here for a quick second. There's obviously no explanation hey, for that. Let me one. ask you guys about the end of the Laker game, and then I know you gotta go. But so the Lakers are up two. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are seconds remaining. At the at the time 
this happened. I think the Pacers had attempted 47 threes. Mm. All right. So Michael and I look at each other and we say, they're on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, they're going to shoot a three here. Go for the win. Yep. Yeah. They're. I mean, if I'm the Lakers, I I defend the three-point line at all costs. If they get a two and it goes overtime, at least I can win it. So not only did they give up one really good look to Nebhard that won the game, but Miles Turner was Had a great open look too. right before that. And I, I wonder... Is that what Darwin was talking about? He said, this one's on me? Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I think also they scored on seven of their last eight possessions, yeah. and Darwin's a big defense first Well, guy. I mean, that's also why I think it's curious that the Lakers ended that game with timeouts in Darvin Ham's pocket. Like, because clearly they were getting confused about something because they were letting a 17-point lead in the fourth quarter go to dust. Yeah, well, it's one thing when you're Phil Jackson and you're letting Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal work their way through it. It's another thing when you got this group who's struggling and kind of up and down and all over the place. I, I don't get it at all. Yeah, well, there was a, a situation with about eight seconds left where they had to bring the ball in. Halberton had to bring – that's when you use the timeout. Yeah. And you get you grab your guys and go, look, no matter what, don't give up a three. Mm-hmm. USA is into the knockout round one to nothing against and coming up Iran. next, the Team USA postgame show. <laughs> that and Mason and <laughs> yeah. Ireland. We'll see you tomorrow.